This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And shortly after 4 o'clock here for the next hour, the Employment Hour is back on CKNW. Liam Moody is taking the reins tonight. We'll be talking all kinds of things, all you need to know about termination of your employment, and we'll mix in with that your phone calls and, of course, harassment, what to do if you're being harassed in the workplace. Very simple, 604-280-9898 to call in or star 9898 on your cell phone. Anytime you want to email, get a hold of Leah, Lior, or anybody else at the firm. It is help at employmenthour.com. And we'll get to the severance pay calculator in just a wee bit. Leah, my friend, my pal, what's going on? How's the uh, the week that was looking? Good, good. It was a great week. Thanks, Sean. I was actually um, visiting family in Ontario over the holidays. So nice. got to experience the joy that was the polar vortex. So, it has not been warm there. No. It has been cold, yeah, beyond that, cold. That was interesting, and, and yeah. I'm glad to be back. Seven yeah. degrees has never felt so tropical. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a new year and I'm excited to get back to my job and everything that 2018 is going yeah. to be bringing. So this is the employment hour. I'm an employment lawyer in Vancouver, but serving all of this beautiful province. And I'm here for the next hour with John to discuss your job, your job, your boss, your hours, your pay, what's been going on in your workplace. And I'm here to help our listeners through various employment issues that arise in the workplace. So if you have any questions about a severance package or a new contract or any situation that just doesn't feel right and you want some clarity or closure, give us a call and I'd be happy to help you through it. Now, this is my first show of the new year, mm-hmm. and maybe we've got some new listeners joining us. So I thought it would be a good idea to spend some time during the show covering the two topics that come across my desk the most, which is termination, so yep. straightforward termination, and harassment. But we always start off every show with a segment we like to call The Week That Was, which is just a snapshot of some of the specific files that I've dealt with in the past week, just to give an idea of some of the situations that I handle and I resolve for my clients. The first situation involves a woman who worked for her employer for eight years as an office manager. One day, she gets called into her boss's office and is provided with a draft separation agreement. It actually has the word draft watermarked all over it. And there wasn't much conversation about it, but it was put in front of her. And she was told that there were some changes that the company was considering and that some restructuring was in the works and that people were going to have to be let go. She asked, of course, if she was going to be fired, and her boss said, no, not yet. <laughs> so really comforting. Um, she, she goes back to her job, obviously terrified that the axe is, <laughs> is coming. Um, and a few days later, she's called into another meeting with her boss and is told that her position is probably on the chopping block and that perhaps, you know, it would just be better for her to resign. Wow. Um, And at the time, her boss certainly made it sound like he was doing her this huge favor, you know, telling her that if she resigns, it will be better for her reputation. She'll have a better answer in interviews for why she's unemployed. And her record of employment won't have like the scarlet letter of termination on it. So she does it. She signs a resignation letter and she's out the door. Now, this woman was initially connected with me through uh, her friend, who was another client of mine. 
and encouraged her to give me a call just to make sure that everything was above board. Um, I don't know that she would have called otherwise because she truly thought that her boss had done her a solid by giving her the option to resign before she was terminated. But here's the thing, and John, you know this, a forced resignation is not a resignation. It is a termination, plain and simple. And she is entitled, as a result of that termination, to be paid her severance. She's earned it and she's entitled to it. Her boss didn't give her the option of resigning because it was better for her. He did that because it was better for him because guess what? You don't have to pay someone severance if they resign. And he probably wanted to save a couple of bucks. And it's certainly not that I don't understand why this was attractive to my client or to anyone else who's in this situation. It can be, uh, you know, like a hit to the ego to say that you've been fired. And it can appear like a mercy to be able to frame it as your decision. I get it. But other than that component of pride, that's really the only benefit to be reaped there. Um, Putting a resignation on your record of employment may actually disentitle you to employment insurance benefits. Um, Signing a resignation letter means you'll probably have to spend your hard-earned money savings on hiring a lawyer to get what you should have just received in the first place, which is your severance. And in this case, as an office manager in her 60s with eight years of service, she's looking easily at an eight to 10 month settlement here. So don't quit unless you're quitting. That's the new motto. A forced resignation is not a resignation. It is a termination. And if you are in this scenario, you are entitled to severance. And you always get a friend or whoever's concerned to call you and do this before it's too late, right? Yes, yes. Always. Please give me a call. But even if you've signed it, I mean, that still counts as a termination. So if if you were put into this situation a couple weeks ago or even a couple months ago, even a year ago, give me a call because chances are we can still get you the severance that you're entitled to. What else you got going on? So the second situation has to do with the consultation I had with a woman who'd been working with a company for 15 years and recently and for the first time had a new contract put in front of her. Okay. Um, she'd never been asked to sign a contract before and it was pages upon pages long mm-hmm. filled with all sorts of terms and provisions that she was being asked to agree to. So she Never good. No, no. So she gave me a call to see what she should do. Um, and I was glad she did because like we say all the time, an employer will never put a contract in front of you for your benefit. It is almost always because the employer just got legal advice for the first time. The lawyer told them all of the ways in which they could and should be protecting themselves by way of a contract and then drafted them a template to give to their employees. So it is almost always going to be protective and insulating towards the company with very little discernible benefit for the employee. But that all being said, of course, I certainly understand why companies put employees on contracts. And I encourage my own employer clients to do so as well. Um, So with this particular woman, I actually encouraged her to try to negotiate on some of those terms and even wrote a letter for her to send in her own name detailing all of the proposed changes. Uh, Many companies are a lot more open to discussion and negotiation than it might appear. And so this is always my first approach. Let's see if we can reach a solution that protects the employer but without disadvantaging my client, the employee. Um, Unfortunately, despite what I just said about companies being open to negotiation, this particular company wanted nothing to do with my suggestions and didn't want to negotiate on anything. So I told my client, don't sign it. You have no obligation to sign it. They can't fire you for cause for not signing it or Mm -hmm. otherwise punish you. So don't sign it. And she didn't. And guess what? 
nothing Say happened. Say that again. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Oh, nothing wow. happened. She still employed there happily under the same terms and conditions that she was employed under before. So the big takeaway here for employees is to first and foremost read the contract, make sure you're clear on it. And if there's anything in there that is new, confusing, or a detriment to you, try to negotiate with your employer because you have more leverage than you think. Um, and I would also encourage those companies who blindly adhere to their templates to enter into discussions a little more open-mindedly, um, leaving some room negotiation because it's entirely possible that we can protect everyone's interests under the same piece of paper. But if the negotiation doesn't go anywhere, just don't sign it. Easy. Now, even if she had signed that, being a, a current employee, had she signed, they, they would have had to give her something to make it binding, right? Like a bonus oh, or, or yes. something. A new car, like something, right? <laughs> yeah, a new car would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Could you imagine? Every time they put her on a new contract, she gets a new car. A new car. car. Um, yeah, no, in order for a contract to be enforceable, the employer has to give what's called consideration. And what right. that means is that it's a benefit that you weren't otherwise entitled to. So if it's your yearly pay raise that you get every year, that doesn't count. It's got to be some kind of signing bonus, some kind of new benefit to you that you get in exchange for signing the contract. That's the only way that it's enforceable. And then at that point, it's like, okay, now you sign the sucker and it's and we're good to go with whatever changes they made. If you agree to them as an employee. Exactly. And that's, that's, yeah. that's the thing. If, it, if it's entered into legally, if it's, if it's legally drafted, um, then courts will uphold the contract as being between two parties. Right. right? You've, you've got to give some certainty to contractual relations at the end of the day as well. Lots of ways to get a hold. We'll take a, a short break here. Meantime, the phone lines are wide open for you. You have questions, concerns, uh, bring them on. Call uh, over the next uh, 40, 50 minutes here, and Leo will get to as many as we can. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Email simple as well. We'll try to read a few of those tonight. It is help at employmenthour.com. And if you've never visited, we will go there when we uh, get back from the break called severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance amount should be. Your full entitlements will get to uh, a discussion in that regard in depth after the break and also all you need to know about termination of your employment a lot of the stuff i guarantee you don't know but you're going to want to know so we'll get to that after uh after a short break employment hour right here cknw you'll have till about uh, five o'clock today to uh bring your questions on leah is here to answer them from the firm again 604-280-9898 star 9898 on cell Phone lines wide open. We'll get to uh, the point, uh, all you need to know about termination of your employment. First, Aliyah, give us some uh, some details on the Severance Pay Calculator, because I mentioned it. Yeah, the Severance Pay Calculator is a website and app that was created to help people quickly and easily figure out what your range is for your severance entitlements. You uh, put in your age, your length of service, and the type of job you worked at your position, and you will instantly know what kind of range you're entitled to Mm -hmm. in the event that you become terminated. It will at least give you an idea of whether or not your employer is in the ballpark if and when that day should pass. And in that moment, in that meeting, it can embolden you to say that you need a bit more time, you're going to have this reviewed by a lawyer. Um, So severancepaycalculator.com, it's a quick look at what you could be entitled to. Uh, We even recommend taking a look at it before your termination, um, just in case that day ever comes to pass, and then you can be armed with that knowledge as to what you should be getting. It's free and it's easy to use, so why not? Information is power. Yeah, and when you go through the uh, the quick metric of the severance pay calculator and the number comes out the bottom end, don't fall off your chair. It's actually correct. There's no bug in the system. Just everybody's <laughs> so used to getting underpaid with their severance offers from employers. This is like a, a big breath of fresh air, right? No word of a lie. 90 to 95% of the yeah. severance packages that I see are not where they should be. 
So, yes, do not fall off your chair. Do not <laughs> seek medical attention. It is real. Give me a call, and we can help to make sure that you yes. are getting what you're entitled to. SeverancePayCalculator.com is the is the website. Again, 604-280-9898 to call in uh, this afternoon and ask Leah a question. If you have any about your employment, your severance, a friend or relative, call on their behalf as well. Star 9898 on cell. Want to talk about this. All you need to know about termination of your employment. First of all, big one, when can your employer or hey, when can your employment be terminated? Anytime. Your employer right. can terminate you at any time. As scary as that is, as long as your termination is without cause. Timing really only becomes important if your termination is with cause. And let's talk about the difference between those two for a second, a without cause termination and a with cause termination. A with cause or for cause or just cause termination means that your employer believes that it has legal and justifiable reason to terminate you without paying you any severance that you have acted in such a way so as to fundamentally breach the employment relationship such that you become the party responsible for bringing about the end of the employment relationship and this obviates any obligation to you with respect to severance, meaning they don't have to pay you anything. It's kind of like an at-fault collision. You're not going to be paid for your injuries if you were the one who drove through the red light. Um, In an employment relationship, driving through a red light would be like stealing from your employer, committing fraud, um, harassing or acting violently towards your colleagues, um, a history of insubordination or even a history of poor performance. But that is where the timing comes in. An employer who wants to terminate an employee with cause has to do so immediately preceding the offending event. So right after they've stolen or punched their colleague um, or after they've spent sufficient time building a case against you. So if an employer is trying to make a claim that it has cause for performance issues, for example, it can't just take one poor performance review and use that as justification to terminate you for cause. For the less serious offenses like performance or absenteeism or insubordination, the employer generally needs to have provided you with multiple warnings, made their expectations known, and given you a real opportunity to improve. It's only after all of this, from a timing perspective, that an employer can terminate you with cause. A without cause termination, on the other hand, means that essentially that it's without reason and you're being provided severance as a result of your termination. And a without cause termination can happen at any time the employer deems it's necessary. This is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have when it comes to contract versus, quote, permanent employment. People believe that there's more security in a permanent position, and I understand why. So, I mean, Companies call it a permanent position, but don't be fooled because no matter what type of work you have, no matter the position, your employment can be terminated at any any time. Other than uh, what you just discussed, does your employer need a reason other than that? They do not, which, which yeah. always comes as a surprise to at least one person that I speak to a week. Um, if you are a non-unionized employee, your employer can terminate you at any time for any reason, as long as that reason isn't discriminatory, and they pay you your full severance entitlements. I have a lot of people who call me asking me if they've been wrongfully dismissed because they were terminated, notwithstanding the fact that they were excellent performers, or notwithstanding the fact that they had the most seniority, 
or they were terminated for no reason at all. They were just walked out the door or a reason that seems to be, you know, less than truthful. Uh, But the only time the reason for your termination can give rise to a wrongful dismissal claim is when you were terminated because of a ground that's protected under our human rights legislation. So your gender or your gender identification, your sexual orientation, race, disability, religion, any of those characteristics that are specifically protected by human rights legislation. Barring that, a company can terminate you because of things like fit, which means almost nothing, or because they don't like the sweaters you're wearing, or for absolutely no reason whatsoever, as long as they pay you the severance that you're entitled to. And this is why knowing your severance entitlements, this is why it's so important, because that is the only way in which you, as an employee, are the most protected by the law. You can be terminated at any time. You can be terminated for any reason, but you have earned and are entitled to certain amounts under the law. Our law says an employer can make any non-discriminatory business decision it has to or wants to as long as you pay that employee out. So if you're terminated, focus less on the reason and more on the package that's in front of you. Uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 to call in if you have any questions under that uh, particular topic. How about um, while on leave? Can you be terminated while you're on leave? Yes, many employees and employers, for that matter, believe that being on a leave makes you untouchable, but this is not true. Um, So as I just said, you can really be terminated for any reason at any time, and that includes when you are on a sick leave or a parental leave or any other kind of leave. The key here is that the sick leave or the parental leave isn't a reason for the termination. In fact, it can't even be a fraction of the reason for the termination. And I encourage people to think of it this way. You can be terminated while you are on leave, but you cannot be terminated because you are on leave. And But that is that's just the law. That doesn't mean it's smart for a company right. to let somebody go who's on leave. Um, I have a few employer clients who I help with employment contracts and terminations, and I rarely, if ever, give them the green light to terminate somebody while on leave um, unless they've just got a ton of paperwork to support the reasons for the termination. And Obviously, those reasons have nothing to do with the person being on leave. The problem for most employers is that it doesn't look very good. If an employee says they're going to go on leave and they're terminated one day, one week later, I think that the employer would have a terribly uphill battle proving that the leave wasn't a factor, just from a timing perspective. So I would never suggest it from a practical standpoint, and it actually rarely happens, I think, because of that. But ultimately, you are not legally immune from being terminated because you are on leave. And I guess it's different if they, uh, you know, it won't look as bad if the entire department's let go as opposed to just you being singled out because you're on leave, right? Well, yeah, that, that's ultimately what I mean by, by, the, by the ton of paperwork that the employer needs to have in order to show that. Like, yeah. if, if you're letting go of everyone in the department, it makes sense that that person who's also on leave is going to be let go as well. Um, you know, our courts have found that a business does not have to freeze just because somebody's on leave, no matter what the reason for that leave is. So any kind of business decision that would be made, whether or not you're on leave, can still be made if you're gone. The number is 604-280-9898 to call in or star 9898 on your cell. That is help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't checked it, it is severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what that severance offer amount should be before you sign anything or at least give Leah a call at the firm and uh, go over that with her. In that regard, we'll get right to your phone calls after a short break and we'll continue our discussion on all you need to know about the termination of your employment. It is the 
And right back at it at 4.33 up till 5 o'clock this afternoon here on CKNW. Chance for you to call in and have your questions answered and your comments as well. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Leah Moody from The Firm is covering the show again tonight. And your questions, your comments will be aimed towards her. She will answer them as best she can right till the end of the show. Talking about all you need to know about termination of your employment, uh, what are you entitled to? I know we, we, we basically touched on this as a severance pay calculator, but is there anything else that we should know about? Absolutely. So if you're terminated on a without cause basis, then you're entitled to severance. And you are entitled as a baseline to severance under legislation and severance under the common law. So the Employment Standards Act in BC is the piece of legislation that sets out your minimum severance entitlements, guaranteeing that you will at least get something if you've been employed longer than three months. If you've been there more than three months, you get one week. If you've been there for more than 12 months, you get two weeks. And if you've been there for more than three years, you get three weeks plus an additional week for every year of service to a maximum of eight weeks. And although it says the maximum is eight weeks, these entitlements are actually only your base minimums. They're your floor and they're not your ceiling. The only way that you legally max out at your Employment Standards Act entitlements is if you've legally signed an enforceable contract that specifically and explicitly makes them your ceiling. Without this, without a contract, you are also entitled to severance under the common law. And the common law tells us that employees who are terminated are actually entitled to much more severance than is provided by employment standards legislation. In fact, the very rough metric that we use to determine someone's entitlement under the common law is one month for every year of service. Now, this number goes up or down depending on the other factors that we spoke about and easily determinable by way of the severance pay calculator. And of course, a follow-up question to all of this is what makes up your severance? Just your base salary, commissions, benefits, bonuses, car loans, what counts? And the answer is everything. Everything counts. So when you're terminated on a without cause basis, you're entitled to notice of that termination, to be told, hey, Bob, it's January 14th now and your employment will be ending September 14th. So there's there's nine months of notice. Now, if your employer opts to pay you out instead of give you that working notice, which most do, they have to make you whole, which means that you are entitled to receive everything that you would have received as if you had worked through the notice period or compensation for the loss of those components during the notice period. This includes benefits, it includes uh, MSP payments, bonuses, commissions, everything that you were receiving as part of your remuneration as an employee, you should be compensated for on termination as well. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Get to uh, Sharon here this afternoon. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. I'm enjoying your program. Oh, thank you very much. Go ahead. Um, I just had two questions. I'm wondering if you're entitled to any kind of severance if you've worked only for 11 months. Oh, oh yes, Sharon. Absolutely. Ah. You're entitled to severance under the common law no matter how long you've worked there. Okay. Yeah, 11 days would entitle you to severance under the common law. (laughs) The other thing is, what about, what is working notice when they tell you we're going to let you go at the beginning of December? Yeah, that's a very good question. Working notice properly given with a clear end date Mm -hmm. does qualify as severance. So you can, it does. And you can be provided with notice of your termination Mm -hmm. or pay in lieu of that notice. Both are considered severance. Now, it is the employer's right, um, notwithstanding any contract to the contrary, to give you working notice. 
um, or pay in lieu thereof or some combination of the two, but everything is negotiable. Um, those people who come to me who have got a working notice period that they don't want to work out, I normally encourage them to go back to their employer and say, look, instead of giving me nine months of working notice, why don't you, give, why don't you pay me out for seven months or eight months? That, you know, you'll take a discount on what they have to pay you if they'll just let you go and so you can spend your time looking for another job. Could I ask one more question? Of course. Sure. Why would a, a, an employer tell you we're letting you go at this date, and yet they keep you on and you do all the duties and you do them well? Why would they do that? <laughs> that I wish I had an answer to that. <laughs> it's an excellent question. I, As I was saying, I have a couple of employer clients, and whenever they say I'm going to be giving somebody working notice, right. I discourage them from doing it. Uh, it, it. It always reaps a little bit of animosity in the workplace right. or at least just um, ambivalence. You know, mm-hmm. people aren't very motivated to go to work for somebody who's just terminated them. Right. Um, but a lot of people do it because an employer looking at their books will say, okay, we've got to give Sharon nine months of notice no matter which way we look at it. So we might as well get some value for those nine months. Mm -hmm. And if we think Sharon is going to be working that whole time uh, for us in good faith, then we will just keep her on. Mm -hmm. That's the best reason I can think of. But honestly, I, I never encourage it. So, but there is no severance then for the person that that happens to. If I, I'm not quite sure I understood. Yeah, no, it, it's not that there's no severance. Uh-huh. It's just that the working notice is your severance. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's the, it's the same thing. So every every employee who's terminated right. is entitled to severance. Right. It's just how that severance is provided, uh-huh. and sometimes it, it's provided in the form of working notice. Right. Or both. I mean, Sharon, if it's nine months, she could get five months severance and four months working notice, right? I yeah. See, I yeah. See. And what I will oh. say too, Sharon, is that if you're in that position where you're being given work notice and you're entitled to a range let's say at common law between nine and eleven months Mm -hmm. you being provided with working notice likely puts you on the higher end of that range Mm -hmm. because you know looking for work is a full-time job and if you've got another full-time job then our courts will find that you're likely entitled to the longer period of the Uh, range that you would otherwise be entitled to i see okay well thank you you're very welcome bye-bye thank you sharon appreciate uh your call this afternoon we'll get to uh to rick hey rick how are you not too bad. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's your question? Good. So, if you have uh, a union job um, with IASI, with uh, the movie industry, yep. Um, are you entitled to severance if uh, if you leave? You know, if uh, if you're no longer employed by them. So, it, are you're, you? It's a unionized position. Yeah. Yeah, so you're still going to be entitled to severance, but the amount of severance will be um, will be covered under the collective bargaining agreement. So I just need to go look at the, uh, our collective bargaining agreement, and then it'll explain uh, severance in there. Yes, sir. It so absolutely should. Uh, this is—it's it's actually not for me. It's for uh, somebody else was asking me, one of my coworkers. And how it works is um, we're on a you know on a call out uh, with the uh, dispatcher calls us, and uh, you, you know you go uh, go to a show and say a show runs for ten months. And uh, when the show ends, you call the dispatcher back and you say, okay, I'm available again. And then yep. you get called out uh, just based on your seniority and on the uh, list, yeah. comes available. So uh, he was asking me, he goes, so if when this show uh, runs out um, and uh, my job is over, mm-hmm. if I've decided at that point um, I'm leaving and I'm not going to work uh, in the movie industry anymore, 
uh, his question to me was, uh, would I be entitled to severance? And I didn't know how to answer that. Yeah, well, if he's if he's making the decision to leave, like if there's the opportunity to continue on in employment or to move to another project, um, then then no, he wouldn't be paid out because that would be considered a resignation. Right. But the thing is, is when the show ends, though, um, like for me, for example, uh, when the show just ended up that I was working on, I called the dispatch, told them I was available. But I don't wait around and wait for uh, the dispatch to call me a week before the show ended. Um, I went and got another job with uh, another show. So I, I have no downtime. But mm-hmm. what would happen is if you did what my friend has done, um, is he finished up on the show and uh, typically it's really slow at this time of year and uh, he didn't have another show to go to and he hasn't been called back by dispatch and he probably won't knowing where he is on the ladder uh, he's probably not going to get called for uh, several weeks maybe even a couple of months so he's he's asking me you know should I go and ask for severance and so that's that's the question, right? He doesn't dispatch hasn't called him. He doesn't have a job to go to, and yeah, uh, it'll be in the CBA, right? Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be in the collective bargaining agreement. I can say that you know if this was not a unionized situation, the project based employment may also cause an issue um, because if they're hired on just for the duration of one contract, that's essentially a fixed term. So if that project or term comes to an end, there would be no severance obligation after that. But I mean, I I don't want to for sure say that because the collective bargaining agreement should respond to this situation comprehensively. So I would I would tell your friend to take a look at the the agreement. Appreciate that call, Rick. Uh, moving forward, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll uh, get Peter in here. Hey, Peter, how are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Good. So when an employee uh, works a stat holiday, are they automatically entitled to a day off in lieu if they're, if they're just a part-time employee? Um, yep. So part-time employee, that has no bearing on it. So every employee, as long as you're otherwise eligible, is entitled to um, to stat pay. So if you didn't receive stat pay for working on that day, then you are entitled to the time in lieu. Oh, I see. But I guess uh, it's either one or the other. So it's not, it's not uh, both. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is all covered under the Employment Standards Act. And I know that um, the Employment Standards Branch has these wonderful fact sheets online that you can take a look at that will outline them uh, very comprehensively. But the the general idea is that um, part-time or full-time, whatever, however many hours you've worked, it doesn't really matter. Um, If you work a stat holiday, you are entitled to receive uh, your time and a half. uh, And if you don't get that, then you're entitled to time in lieu. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. That you hung up. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate that. Uh, let me see if I can squeeze in Mike here before a quick break. Uh, sure. Hey, Mike. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. How are you? Good. You too. Good. What's going on? Great, great uh, program. I didn't get the, Thank you. the lady's name, but the excellent. Leah. Leah's our host. Yeah. Her on the radio. But Thank you, Mike. Back, similar. Sorry. Similar uh, uh, question like the fellow from the movie set. So I. Um, I'm in a unionized position as well. I understand my employment is going to be coming to an end next week, at the end of next week. Uh, so I'll be getting a layoff. I have no problem with that. I'll file for EI, right? And mm-hmm. carry on looking for other means of employment. But say uh, I don't find a job within a month or so, and uh, something comes up where I have an opportunity to leave the country to go on a little one-week trip. And I have, say I have a claim open and it's already approved. How does that 
am I allowed to leave and go like to California for a week if I uh, for a little thing and uh, like how does that work? Yeah, or, so allowed to. Let me preface this all with with a caveat. Um, so Service Canada uh, is a beast onto itself. If I had, I wish I had a comprehensive guidebook that explained the decisions they make and why they make them. So what I'm about to tell you uh, shouldn't be relied upon because it's basically the same as shaking a magic eight ball when it comes to EI entitlements. Uh, But my understanding of entitlements to EI um, is that you can you can leave the country, you can go on a week trip as long as you are otherwise looking for employment. So, um, you know, check in a couple of times while you're gone on your email, log into monster.ca, make any applications that come about and that shouldn't affect anything. Yeah, because I've filled it out before, you know, electronically over the years here and there and it says, have you left the country or something? And yes or no, and I always hit no, but if you hit yes and it's like, oops, uh, something goes wrong you got to call you know them and talk to an adjuster why you left and all that or is it they don't i don't know yeah usually that just brings up like a a sub list of questions so how long you were gone for um what i think they really care about is you know if if you're going off to thailand for three months to do surfing lessons they're probably going to cut off your ei at that point but you know a week in cali should be totally fine and have fun yeah no kidding or Thailand. Doesn't <laughs> or matter. Thailand, yes. either at this point. Yeah, no Mike, kidding. appreciate the call. Your phone calls as well. We'll take a quick break here. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on sale. You want to email? It is help at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't used it before, figure out what your severance should be. Severancepaycalculator.com. More of the Employment Hour coming up right here CKNW. And that number again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to get a hold of uh, Leah here for the remainder of the show. Take it up to just before 5 o'clock with all of your uh, your questions as well. Hey, uh, Larry. Hi there. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Hello. Hi, Go Larry. ahead. What's your question? Yeah. Oh, hey, man. Hi, hey, Larry. Um, yeah, I was uh, listening to the comments about that. I don't know if my radio is too loud there or not. Um, I was listening yeah, to Am I all right? Okay, I was listening to the comments on the guy from uh, the IATSE union, and um, there's a real uh, there's a real problem over there. They got rid of seniority. I'm a member of that union, and they got rid of seniority about eight years ago, um, just to try and get rid of a few bad apples. They got rid of total seniority, so people with 16, 17, 20 years went on and had trouble getting jobs, and they just brought in oh, wow. uh, whoever they could, and there was several coordinators uh, they're called construction coordinators and um they would with the one guy brought in his lacrosse team <laughs> and didn't oh, hire wow. any members oh yeah i just refused to hire the guys from the hall and here's guys paying their membership dues and now they they can't work because okay. it's it's now changed to they call it the the nickname is the friends and family union no longer the <laughs> the IATSE, it's the friends and family. You get my drift, right? Yeah, yeah. So yep, you've got yep. so now you've got guys that you know. What are they going to do? They've lost their job because they're they're not on that friends and family list. So what it is is they might be twenty features, uh, or twenty pro- productions going on at once in in Vancouver. But the way they'll they'll spread them out is that the same two hundred guys will go from show to show to show, and then when those shows need guys to you know big builds they'll bring in they'll bring in the fringe guys for two or three weeks or whatever and if you happen to be a friend or family of the crew then they'll keep you on the show 
but yeah. they'll bring you in under because it takes two weeks, uh, the, according to the union uh, uh, representatives, mm-hmm. senior stewards and stuff, and they're all in it too. It's you know, it's all they're all in bed together, but they're uh, they they claim that that they can't find these under that these they can't find these permits for two weeks because there, there's a two week two week hold back on the pay, right? Yeah. So I mean, what I was you know, it's it's so. Yeah, I was just going to say it's 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 a union thing. I mean, even if there's something you could do, but you can't do. Yeah, I mean, so there's I mean, there's also a push in in non-unionized employment, I have to say, to get rid of people who have a lot of seniority. Um and yeah. and to bring on contract workers or temporary workers, short-term younger people um who will cost them less money. Um and uh for non-unionized workers, those senior people uh they're entitled to severance, of course. Um for unionized yeah. workers who are in that position, um that's where the benefit of a union can come in or a collective bargaining can come in. It's industry specific, and so the collective bargaining agreement should uh should speak to all of this. And I unfortunately can't Let's because I don't to, have uh, a copy in front of me. Yeah, yeah, right. Ed, uh, you're on. How are you, pal? Uh, yes, I just was uh, hearing your comment regarding that gentleman who was going to go away and whether he could claim EI yes. while he's going away for a week to Cancun or wherever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I've got a little different take on that because when you fill out your EI form, especially online, which I've had some experience doing, and they ask you exactly when you're going, if you're leaving the country, exactly when you're leaving, and when you return. And I know when I, I go down the States to get my gas, and I know the only safe time to go down there and get my gas is, is on the weekend. Because if I go down on Saturday, Sunday, that's okay with them. But Monday to Friday, uh, that causes problems. Because they know when I go across the border, even if I didn't tell them, because they're gonna, his passport will get registered by Revenue Canada. Of course. And they, he, he may think he got away with it, but then about a year later, he'll get a chargeback, because I've had that happen. I went down there for two days, not knowing this. And uh, I forget what I went down there for. It was just a short trip and, you know, boom. Oh, yeah. I I certainly encourage people to be truthful on their applications with EI and with respect to any vacations that you're taking. But this is also why when I answered his question, big fat caveat at the beginning, because everybody is treated differently. There are, uh, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of workers who handle these applications every day. And everybody's got a little bit of a different style. Somebody might wake up on the wrong side of the bed one morning and decide to be a bit harsher about one rule than the next day. Um, So uh, in my experience, taking the week to go on a vacation, if it's just the one week and you're otherwise checking in, should be fine. Uh, But, I mean, it very well could be the case that if you're regularly leaving the country, uh, that could cause a problem or at least raise some red flags with Service Canada. Because if you fill out online, you don't really have them tell them what you're telling them. Because they just ask you, when you're leaving, when did you get back? Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That'll uh, pretty much do it for another uh, another weekend, my friend. Uh, fun, fun. Nicely done. In the meantime, you need to – yeah, there you go. You want to get a hold of Leah and the firm, it is, uh, it's quite simple. The number is 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Email is help at employmenthour.com. And as always, we uh, refer to it several times during the show, in-depth and otherwise. That would be the severance pay calculator. Find out exactly what your severance should be. Use that tool online on your tablet or your desktop, and you're good to go. And if you want to contact Leah and the firm at the bottom there, there's a key you can do that and press it at your own leisure. Otherwise, it's anonymous. Just go on and check it out uh, under your own time. Till next time, it's been the uh, Employment Hour right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.